Welcome to Just Saying, a podcast produced by and recorded at Tri-State Worship Center. Now here are your hosts, Allison Gardner and Pastor Terry Wagner. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Just Saying podcast. My name's Allison Gardner. Hey, Allison Gardner. Oh, my goodness. It's, it's a thing now. It's my shtick. Oh, okay. <laughs> you must have a lot of those then. Wow. Ouch. <laughs> I got a lot of shticks in my yard, and it aggravates me because the tree belongs to my neighbor, right. and I have and, to pick up all his and sticks. And throw them back over in his yard. Yeah. <laughs> but um, Oh, Allison did With her I did a sound, sound effect. effect. There right. you go. There all you go. Right. You can purchase our sound effects at uh, TriStateWorshipCenter.com. Add that one to the library, yeah. and we're good. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm Allison Gardner. I'm here with Pastor Terry Wagner. Hello, everyone. Yep, and our um, sound magician, Tyler Staten. Hey, guys. He is a magician, mm-hmm. and I can attest to that. Yeah, he's a wizard. <laughs> but my name's not Harry. <laughs> yes. I wasn't even going to go there. I was just going to leave it alone. Yeah, for context, we were just talking about Harry Potter for some reason uh, right before we were recording. Well, they were talking. I was praying. Oh, okay. Sure. I roll. <laughs> you were telling us how much you loved it. Wait exactly. a minute. Wait a minute. I hope Holly's listening to this. Actually, we were talking about mainly that uh, neither one of us had ever seen it. Yeah, I, I, my daughter has seen Sadness. them all and uses them as, yeah. as context sometimes for her lessons that she's teaching, but I'm, I don't think I've ever seen one episode episode is that oh a movie is that a movie is that a movie BT, what? what is it you just crushed her episode. <laughs> i don't even know what i did what did it's i do it's a movie series oh, okay we'll see but technically he he could be right Thank, i mean think of, let's think about the star wars <laughs> thank movies. you tyler star wars episode thank you, tyler. one through don't, what nine don't now? excuse him don't excuse him <laughs> I, that. listen he's just speaking the truth <laughs> oh okay sure sure listen i'll my I won't fellow excuse Harry him, Potter but I'll fans. bless him. Mm. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, tight. <laughs> I didn't even hear you sneeze. <laughs> oh, they're all going to be so confused. I know it. Well, I'm confused. Yeah, me So why too. not everybody else come exactly. along with us? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, where you where been? been? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Sorry. A Don't deep, be sorry. A deep breath inward. Yes. If you guys didn't know, we record on Monday afternoons, so that should tell you everything you need yes, to know right, right there. Exactly. <laughs> After a weekend and yeah, everybody trying to get their brain back together on yeah. Monday. Yeah, so but hey, it makes not for fully there. It <laughs> makes for good comedy, you know. It does. I mean, right. good conversation. Well, for us, it does. Yeah, I, yeah. Who knows? Yeah. If you really think it's good, you should rate, review, mm-hmm. and like, and follow. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Subscribe. Hello. Check out our website where all of our right. episodes are, mm-hmm. TSWC.org. Yeah. Question, Tyler. Answer, w- Allison. W- <laughs> so when they go to the website and they listen to the episodes, mm-hmm. is it through Podbean? Podbean, yes. Okay, so it's just like, do does a link take you to the Podbean website? You oh. can actually listen to them right there in the browser on mm-hmm. The website, but I think you can if you want to mm-hmm. click a link that will take you to Podbean, okay? Where you gotcha. can rate and you know review yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah, so. definitely very very. But convenient. you can also do that inside other the other apps that you yes. listen to, yes. like Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Podcast, so. yeah, all that jazz. So yeah. you know all the convenience, guys. Yeah, it's we try to we try we to make try, it as yeah. easy as possible. Yeah, exactly. User friendly. Yes. Um, so welcome back, guys. Um, we are on episode four of season wow. four. Wow. Wow. Woo. wow. How long have we been at this? 
Well, I don't know. I, I mean, four seasons, but I don't yeah. know how long we've been taking to do it. Has it been over a year? I think so. I feel like we started in like May or something of last year. I, 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 I don't ask. It's me. all a blur. Yeah. 2020. Ah, uh, we've my, talked about this. Though. That's <laughs> I could go to my calendar probably and figure it out, but we don't want to do yeah. that. Yeah. Um, but anyways, it's been a ride, guys. I mean, here we are, season four. We've been talking about cultural issues this season. Yep. Just all that fun light. stuff. Just yeah, keeping it exactly. light. Exactly. Exactly. Something for your morning cup of tea, you know, yeah. like just <laughs> listen to it with the children and you'll have to explain anything. Come on, kiddies. <laughs> yeah. Let's go listen Let's go to just saying. <laughs> Pastor Terry will be on there talking to everybody. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Anyway, today, sorry. no, it's okay. It's okay. okay. I'm just as bad. Um, well, today, I didn't want to say anything. Hey. <laughs> but you're the producer. Hey. So. Watch it, though, <laughs> okay. buddy. All right. Um, we don't want anybody to lose their train of thought. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> huh. Wonder who who oh, would ever do such my, a thing my. like that. None of us. None Look of at us. us five minutes into the podcast, and we <laughs> haven't, haven't touched the first question yet. the topic yet. <laughs> um, anyways, today, guys, we're talking about the issue of homosexuality and gender identity because um, we want to. Because <laughs> it's our podcast. Yeah, exactly. We can do Hello. what we want with it. For real, though, PT. Like, why? Why do you think we should be addressing this? Well, again, restate the mission statement of the podcast that we're looking at the issues of life through the lens of Scripture. So, my worldview, and I believe the worldview of the people in the room with me, is informed by Scripture, a, a biblical, what we would call a biblical worldview, the inspired Word of God, all of it. Uh, we can do all of the little arguing about how we got it and how that some people think that on the whim of men, we ended up with certain books and, and not other books. Let me just state just, you know, foundationally that if, if, I, if I didn't believe God could get us a, a book of books called the Bible of what we needed, whether that came through the hands of men and he orchestrated it, however it got, I believe we have what God wanted us to have, and that is the Bible. And that's what we're talking about. And and I realize that this particular subject is very volatile, uh, very uh, hot topic, if mm -hmm. I can say it that way. So uh, I want to preface all of my remarks by saying, one, I don't hate anybody. Mm. I, I love people. Yeah. I love all of God's creation. I love all of God's creatures. Um, but I know some of my answers are not going to line up with what many people believe, and especially not going to be politically correct. So, again, it's a biblical worldview that we're trying to answer the questions from. And, and seriously, would gladly dialogue with anybody uh, regarding the church's view on the, on this issue. And you have. And I have. many. As a matter of fact, just recently. Just recently. Just happened to be out of town with my brothers last week and, and uh, at the lodge that we were staying at, entered into a conversation with someone about this subject, someone I didn't know, someone that was uh, just walking by and said, hey, where are you from? And that led to the conversation. So I just want everybody to know it's it's a biblical worldview. I don't hate anybody. My answers are going to be not politically correct, uh, but they are going to be based on what I believe to be the inspired Word of God. So, what, you know, what does the Bible have to say about sexuality and and gender identification? And why is it even important? Um well, I, I think like the rest of our life, if we're going to live it to its fullest, Jesus said, I came that you might have life and have it to its fullest. If we're going to do that, we've got to live by the Bible. 
Genesis chapter 5, verse 2, uh, says that God created them male and female, blessed them, and called them human. And, and so that's the, ver- that's the very foundation of, of the whole issue to me, is what does the Bible say about it? This has been kind of a, a, a reverberating theme in my heart for the last month. Uh, what does God have to say about it? You know, what do I believe about God and what does God have to say about it? And I think that it, it applies here just as well. You know, God created sexuality. It was not some happenstance thing that just happened. God created it, created it to be a good thing as long as it's within the boundaries of what he's provided. The problem is when we get outside of that, when we get outside of those boundaries that he set, then that's where the trouble begins. Because, and and I may say this a hundred times in the next 40 minutes, I don't know. We try to satisfy a good thing in the wrong way. Hmm. That's how, when we get outside the bounds of what God intended, we try to satisfy what's a good thing. Sexuality is a good thing. I think the, the problem, especially in the Christian community, is that uh, too many of uh, parents and, and especially the church has not been able to talk about it, won't talk about it. And so generations of people grow up thinking that this is nasty, that this is gross, and that, that all the things that parents say to kids to try to prevent them from being involved in a particular activity. And then when they get married, they, they, they hit a brick wall with sexuality because they've been told it's bad and it's awful, but it's not. It's a good thing inside the bounds of what God has provided. And so this biblical view is male and female. And when we begin to nibble away at that, when we begin to dilute that, it becomes different. And that's what we have today. That's what we're confronted with today is, is uh, uh, one side saying something different than what God had to say. And for me, um, I, I cannot cut my conscience to fit this year's fashion. My biblical worldview is based on the never-changing Word of God. Hmm. And so um, what's, the, what's you know, the biblical view of sexuality and gender? They're good things. God created a male-female. Uh, and why is it important that we live by it? Because if we're going to live a fulfilled life, we have to live by what God tells us to live by, not what culture says, not what society says, not what my friends say, you know, not, not even what my family might tell me. It has to be a biblical worldview. Hmm. How would I do? Very good. Thank you very, very, very much. Good. Thank you very much. Yeah, um, it reminds me of uh, a quote from Martin Luther um, standing before the Catholic Church and uh, saying, um, I cannot and will not recant anything since it is neither safe nor right to go against conscience. May God help me. Here I stand. I can do no other. Right. And he was saying, getting back to um, the Bible. Right. Really. Right. And, and I mean, a lot of what he protested, Protestantism, mm-hmm. was protesting at that time a church that, that had perverted some teachings of the Bible mm-hmm. to benefit the institution. And, and I think he stood up against that, and, and, and rightly so. And, uh, and in doing that, you can't just say, I'm going to stand against this. And then when the pressure comes, oh, 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 I didn't mean it. Mm-hmm. I'm kidding. You know, he said, listen, I, I can't do any other. Yeah, I'll stand here and defend it, and that's what we're trying to do. Yeah, give that biblical worldview of the, of this particular issue that that's not a comfortable issue. And I'll be honest with you; I mean, I have spent the day um, burdened about talking about this because I know I know how 
uh, it can be explosive to some people. And I don't, again, it's not my goal to offend anybody. It's not my goal to make anybody feel uh, outside the circle. It's not my goal to make people feel hated. It's my goal to, to express the biblical worldview that I have when it comes to sexuality. And in the end, it boils down to one question. What does God have to say about it? Hmm. Plain and simple. Yeah. And I think that um, in the past, what the church has done wrong um, is, you know, we've told people that homosexuality is a sin. In in a lot of cases, we, we've um, said that it's a sin and it's wrong. But then when people try and talk about it, there's no answer for why, like, why is it wrong? Why, why, um, does scripture talk about it like this? And I love how, um, instead of you quoting like Leviticus or, um, the passage in Romans or the other big six, it's six, right? Six verses, seven, seven, the big seven. Um, (laughs) you went back to Genesis because in reality, that's the foundation of everything. Like we, we, we definitely need, um, the other scriptures to confirm that homosexuality is a sin. But in essence, Genesis is the epitome of the biblical worldview. Genesis is the Genesis. Yes, exactly. I mean, that's where it started. So, it's, it's there. Yeah. You have to, you have to see, see um, when you recognize that there's a creator of the universe. I've always heard Genesis one, one is the most controversial verse in all of scripture, because when you realize that God is creator and as creator, he has a right to decide what to do with his creation. Then you can't escape the fact that he made them male and female and that the purpose of making them male and female was that they would cleave to one another be fruitful and multiply. Um, So, yeah, yeah, exactly right. I mean, that's the issue that has to be settled first. Mm-hmm. What do I believe about God and what does God think about this? Whatever mm-hmm. this is, whether it's this particular issue or, or other issues that you want to talk about. Yeah. You have to you have to come to the conclusion of those two questions. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we're going to get into some uh, qualms, I guess, that people yeah. have with the issue of homosexuality in Scripture. Um, because I hear this all the time that... People claim the verses pertaining to homosexuality are either only applicable to Old Testament times. Um, we're in the New Covenant now, so it doesn't apply to us. Or I've heard that the word homosexual was never included in the original translation, so it doesn't speak on homosexuality. I've heard that the word um, means pedophilia. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also I've heard that Jesus never specifically addressed the issue of homosexuality. Therefore, you don't have to believe that homosexuality is a sin to be a Christian because we just followed the teachings of Jesus. Mm-hmm. So what do you have to say to that, PT? Well, I mean, there's a lot to say about it. Number, you know, just to take that last point... No, no one ever said that the Gospels are more important than the rest of the Bible. <laughs> no one ever said that. Yeah. Now, uh, uh, someone that would say to me, well, Jesus never said anything about homosexuality. He, he may not have said anything directly using the word homosexuality, but he did go back and confirm what God said in Genesis 5-2, and that mm-hmm. was it's male and female, Yeah. right? But, but no one ever assumes that the Gospels— somehow supersede the authority of the yeah. rest of the a Bible. A lot of progressive Christians yeah. well, do, right. but we are not progressive Christians. No. We are Orthodox Christians. We're supposed to be. Adhering to the entirety of Scripture. Right. We don't get to pick and choose what Scripture we want. Right. And, and, and for, the, for the person that would say, well, it's been misinterpreted. Mm-hmm. It's been mistranslated. 
You know, my, my problem with that is, is that that's the only one that they think has been mistranslated, homosexuality. Mm -hmm. they, they don't talk about uh, lying, cheating, stealing, those words being mistranslated. It's just that one. Mm -hmm. And it's really a silent argument that, that says, this is what I think. Mm -hmm. This is what I feel. Yeah. Uh, I, I read one particular book from uh, an author that was called uh, The Gay Christ or The Gay Faith. And, and that was his whole premise. His whole premise was these seven verses have it wrong. Hmm. And here's my problem with that. It, it hasn't been wrong for, you know, 2,000 years or mm -hmm. more. Yeah. Uh, the first five translations of the Bible that had that in there, nobody seemed to have a problem with it. Mm -hmm. But now all of a sudden I have an epiphany, I have a revelation, and that is these words were wrong. Yeah, and and I've heard uh, you know the the uh, pedophilia, but I've also heard male prostitution, eunuchs. Jesus talked about eunuchs. Jesus blessed eunuchs, <laughs> and so people have taken the word eunuch to to mean homosexual. But that's not see what that's a the that's the leap right there. Right. That's, that's the that's that doesn't make any sense. Right. That makes no sense at all. Right, and that stems from you know the whole um, idea that modern we in the modern day know so much more than the people of ancient times like we're so much smarter right. that we can just undo whatever they they said to be true right. and, and that's that's a postmodern philosophy that is absolutely untrue and it's just foolishness we'll, we'll take the flawed argument that you know Jesus never said anything about it mm -hmm. well Jesus must not have cared about wife beating, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Because he didn't say anything about that. Mm -hmm. Or incest. He didn't say anything about that. Uh, so I can't see how Jesus' silence on homosexuality negates prohibitions against it that appear everywhere else in the Bible. Yeah. Also, Jesus did say it because he was present with God in right. Genesis. That's why we have the to— The word became flesh. Right. That's why we have to go back and say— is the Bible the inspired word of God? Mm -hmm. If it is, I, I had a, a, a back and forth messaging conversation. Um, and, and I said, you know, the person said, well, Jesus never said anything about homosexuality. The New Testament doesn't say, which I sent him 1 Corinthians chapter 6. And, and the response is, well, that was Paul. <laughs> right? Well, that wasn't yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Well, you, you can't separate. You can't separate that. Mm -hmm. it, it's the inspired word of God, regardless of whether it comes from Leviticus or the revelation of Jesus Christ and everything in between. I mean, it's the inspired word of God. So yeah. you can't say just because Jesus didn't call out this one particular word that appears everywhere else at least seven times and probably more than seven mm -hmm. times uh, that, that that negates it because it doesn't. Yeah. And, and again, let me just emphasize that that nobody professes to say that that Jesus's teachings in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John supersede everything else. Mm -hmm. Nobody's Jesus ever said never that. said yeah, that. Never Jesus said quoted that. scripture all the time. Right. Uh, it, it's it's present in both testaments, the Old Testament and the New Testament. And the problem is, is that in our smartness that you mentioned uh, just a minute ago. You know, when we're confronted with things that are uncomfortable, confronted with things we don't like, when we're confronted with things that, that maybe we don't agree with, we, we just try to change it. Mm -hmm. We try to change it then to fit our mm -hmm. feeling or to yeah. fit our narrative or whatever the case might be. But the, the solution is not to, to change the standard. The solution is to change the person. Mm -hmm. and, and that's why, again, go back to this whole thing being through a biblical worldview uh, you, you cannot say, well, 
because it's not in the Gospels, then then it must not be uh, uh, wrong or sin. Yeah. And, and leave out all the rest of the Bible. I just I feel yeah. like that that's a, a gross, gross, gross mistake and misunderstanding of what that's all about. Yeah, you've created your own God to worship. That's not the God of the, that's not Jesus. That's not the God of the Bible. Right. You are just creating an idol of somebody who is um, pleasing, tickling to your ear right. to quote scripture. That's right. that's false teaching. Right. You, you're you distorting the view of the Trinity. You're distorting the uh, view of sola scriptura. Scripture alone is our authority. And um, that's blasphemous. Well, and, and think about all of the doctrines that are not covered in the gospels. Right, mm-hmm. there's a lot of doctrine. Yeah, how to live dogma that's not in the Gospels. I mean, I just made a quick note of a couple before we came in. The doctrine of uh, of man's old and new nature, found in Romans mm-hmm. chapter six. Yeah, the explanation and management of spiritual gifts in First Corinthians, not in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. The priesthood of Christ mm-hmm. is explained in Hebrews, yeah. not in the Gospels. Uh, this is not even to mention what we find in all, all the Old Testament precept and principles. So would anyone say that those doctrines are not important because Jesus didn't talk about them? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, that, that would be, I think that we could say that would be foolishness to yeah, say that. Folly. And, and so I think for us to say that Jesus didn't say it or it's not mentioned in the Gospels, that's just a flawed argument. It mm-hmm. just doesn't really hold uh, weight uh, when, when you're really talking about what is sin and what is not. And, and again, I, I'm not here. I'm not here to say that the sin of homosexuality is worse than no. some other sin. No. They're, they're all wrong. That's it, what people have claimed to say that Christians believe, but that's just no. not true. And and and, and to go back and, and touch a little bit on something you said a minute ago too. And this this might this might sound like I'm giving in and and hear me when I say I'm not. I have a biblical worldview about sin. Period. Uh, and homosexuality in this particular context of this podcast. But I do believe the church has to accept a, a, a at least some responsibility for what this has turned into because I don't believe the church handled it right from the beginning. I believe the church did what what you said in that, and, and somehow homosexuality became a sin that was bigger than mm-hmm. everything else. And, and, and we didn't know how to talk about it. We didn't know how to handle it. We didn't know what to say to our children about it. And, and so just like with sexuality, we, we tell our children, well, that's gross, that's nasty, don't do that. Uh, we kind of did the same thing with, with homosexuality or same-sex unions or same-sex relationships. We didn't know how to talk about it, so we just, that's gross, that's nasty. Mm-hmm. And, and then... Uh, I think that we we have to own a part of that again, just just because we didn't address it right when it became uh, a, a top level topic in the church. Yeah. But, but now, you know, I, I think that we have to stand up and say, you know, that that homosexuality is wrong, uh, whether that's lesbian or gay or a man or woman, uh, it's wrong. It's it's sin according to God's word. And um, mm-hmm. you know, this conversation that I was in earlier this week. With the messaging, you know, the person says, how can you say it's wrong? I was born this way. Hmm. I was born this way. What am I? And I said two things to him. Number one, I don't believe God would say that it's wrong in the Bible and then sabotage someone's life by making them that way. I don't, so I don't think that's how that happens. But let's just say it, it does. 
Well, that's why Jesus says you must be born again, mm-hmm. right? I mean, if you were, if you feel that you were born that way, you got to be born again, mm-hmm. just like all of us do. Yeah, we're all dead in sin. We all have certain inclinations to certain sins. Absolutely. And we all need to be redeemed by the blood of Jesus. Right. That doesn't excuse any of the sin that he redeemed us from. He, f- he bore the burden for our sin on the cross. Right. So that just, yeah, I totally agree. I yeah. think that... I think that, you know, talking about the biblical worldview um, has, is so important because, like you said, the church has done a really poor job of preparing Christians to be able to give a defense and to be able to think about everything biblically. And that's why we see so many churches, so many professing Christians giving way on this issue, right. bowing oh, yeah. down to the cultural narrative because they don't know how to apply the biblical worldview in everything that they do. Right. On, on on both sides, either you have the church, and I said this Wednesday night in my class that I'm teaching on sexuality here at the church, is that the world is laughing at the church because we can't agree on mm-hmm. what the, what what the, this issue results in. Uh, you know, we're reading the same Bible, we serve the same God, but for some reason we're coming up with two different answers, and the world laughs as we can't agree on it on on what this needs to be. And I think that. Uh, Somewhere in the past, and 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 I, I don't want to put a time frame on it, but I, I'd say in the last century, you know, there were some church leaders that decided to go more with feeling than than with faith. You know that that yeah, you know, we got the scripture and we're going to try to abide by that. But then the world is changing, people are changing, and we've got to kind of change with that. Hmm. And I think that that led to some some places that that have now become. Uh, something that God never in, intended for that to be. And so I, I think that we've got to be vigilant. And as long as it depends on us, we live peaceably with all men. Mm-hmm. But we, we have to call sin, sin. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, I fight sin. Uh, I, I'm I'm not going to speak for the other two angels in the room that they probably don't. Angel fight of sin. darkness, if anything. Oh, oh hello. My goodness. Uh, and just so <laughs> we just, all do, just like everybody else, yeah. we have to fight sin. And, yeah. And, and a person who has a, a tendency uh, uh, for a homosexual tendency, they have to fight that sin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just so, like any of us. Yeah. And I want to also note that um, any distortion of the biblical view of sexuality, whether that be homosexual or whether that be um, casual sex between um, a heterosexual couple right. is right. a sin. Yes. It's it's just as much a sin if two men are sleeping together as it is a man and a woman sleeping together outside the covenant of marriage. Yeah. That's that's there's no distinction there. But and we have to be vigilant about about both um, and not edify one over the other. Right. Um, but I think we, you already covered this a lot, but do you have anything else to know on why Christians should be passionate about this issue? Shouldn't we just allow people to live their lives and uh, love whoever they want to love? Well, I, and again, I, I'm sure I've said this in one way or another, but I'll just restate it that I'm no more against homosexuality than I am against any other sin. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I am against sin, period. And frankly, whether Jesus mentioned it or not is really the secondary point. Yeah. It's plainly condemned in Scripture, period, mm-hmm. whether Jesus talked about it or not. And so just like any other sin or command, we should be passionate about living a godly life. And living a godly life is going to mean living by the instruction that the Lord gave us that we call the Bible. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I mean, think about what would be confront, what would what we would confront if people would just live 
any way they wanted to live? What would the world be like? I mean, we see it in, in some part even now. But what, what would it be like if we said, well, you know, it really doesn't matter what the Bible says. We're just going to live the way we want to live. We're going to love each other. We're going to, you know, do whatever. If everybody just did what they wanted to do, I mean, think about what the world would look like. I mean, it's bad enough now. But if you remove what little bit of standard that's left that we call, you know, a biblical worldview, and you just said, okay, well, you know, what feels good to you, that's that's all right, and, and, and just do it. I cannot imagine what the world would look like. So I think it's important for us to be passionate about sin mm-hmm. and making sure that we are prepared uh, to to enter into that conversation with somebody about you know why it's sin and what we need to do about it and how we can correct it and and um, and and we can't just let people live any way they want to live. I don't think that's I think that's anarchy. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I think that's chaos and and that's not what God God's a God of order. Mm-hmm. He he does things decently and in order. So yeah, you could definitely lead there. I mean, you start give you give on one thing, you're more inclined to give on another. And then another, another. Yeah. Before I think you know it, what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it is. It is what's happening. Um, I definitely think that we should um, abhor what is evil and love what is good. Yeah, love, love what God loves and hate what God hates. Um, I think, especially on the issue of um, gay marriage and um, transgenderism. Um, Gay marriage specifically, we didn't talk, we haven't talked about transgenderism a lot. Mm -hmm. Maybe we need to do a separate episode for that. But gay marriage, whenever, uh, okay, non-Christians have the freedom, um, the common grace to live their lives in whatever way they want to, as long as they're not hurting other people, right? God gives people over to their sin. Mm -hmm. Um, That's biblical. Um, So if you want to... um, distort your sexuality, you can destroy your life with that. Um, I, I mean, that's, that's your freedom of choice, but, um, that doesn't mean that the church should, should not care about people and their salvation. Right. First of all, we should speak out against what will lead someone to damnation mm-hmm. in anything right. in, because, you know, t- take, take adultery. Mm-hmm. Adultery is not illegal. But the church should still be speaking out against adultery, Correct. saying that it's wrong because it will lead people astray. Um, also, the reason why I think Christians should have stood more firmly against the legalization of gay marriage is because gay marriage is an oxymoron. A union between a man and a man or a woman and a woman is not a marriage. Right. Marriage is an institution defined by God. And as we talked about in the previous season, marriage is a reflection of Christ and his bride, the church. So any distortion of that is a distortion of Jesus Christ and his relationship with his bride. And that is abhorrent. We cannot stand for somebody telling a lie. Essentially you're, you're lying when you say that gay marriage is a marriage Mm -hmm. because it's not it. Marriage is something entirely different that is God ordained, not state ordained. And that is why I think that, because I, I, I remember whenever the ruling came out that gay marriage was legal, a lot of Christians were just like, you know, you, people can marry whoever they want. Like people can love who they want. And I'm not, I don't personally um, adhere to it, but you know, they can do what they want. That, I think that that was a big, big mistake. Yes. Oh, I agree. And, and you know, the simple fact is that uh, those, those Christians, those, believe, those believers who did 
back up a little bit and say, well, okay, you know, I don't, I'm not for it, but mm-hmm. um, the, the Bible is the Bible, and what's right is right, what's wrong is wrong. What's the old saying? Uh, uh, the truth is the truth, even if nobody believes it, and mm-hmm. a lie is a lie, even if everybody believes it. And the simple fact is, is that I think we have we have a a, a faction of believers that have bought into. Uh, this whole thing that, you know, hey, the world is changing, society, culture has changed, so the church has got to change. I, I do believe in changing the method of delivering the message, but the message never changes. No matter what millennia you're in, the message is Jesus Christ, him crucified, mm-hmm. and us trying to live a life to know God and to make him known. And when you start saying, well, we can nibble away at this a little bit because that'll make this particular group of people happy, and we can nibble away at this a little bit because it makes this particular group of people happy. At the time that the the, the law was changed for uh, same-sex marriage, and I may not have this exact right, but I think I'm close, 3%, 3% of the population of the United States was same-sex couples, 3%. Mm-hmm. Well, what about the other 97%? That, that did not have that view or does not live that lifestyle. And, and and I think what happened there was the church, again, just fell silent, just like they did with abortion, like they did with prayer in school. They just fell silent. And uh, we can't really even blame that on, on a, a particular political party because uh, President Clinton had signed uh, the Defense of Marriage Act hmm. when he was in office. And then later down the road, we have... Now we can have same-sex unions, and I believe it was the same political party that that did the first one and the second one. Hmm. And so we can't blame the political parties about that. We I think we have to blame uh, who are supposed to be the plumb line of truth in the world today, and that is believers, Christ hmm. followers, that, that we need to get busy uh, making sure that we're correct in our doctrine. Again, I know that uh, people aren't as concerned about our theology as they are about you know, how we love people, but theology still has to be part of that. Yeah, we, theology we still, still to, matters. Yeah, absolutely. You, you, don't, you can't worship a God that you don't know. Right. Your doxology stems from your theology. Yeah. And if you don't have a robust theology, then you're, like I said before, you're just worshiping a God of your own creation. Yeah. You're worshiping a false God. Yeah. Um, and, and when culture decides to uh, remove labels like male and female— and replace those with with whatever they want to replace them with. That doesn't make it right just because culture or society or even, you know, uh, the law of the land, politics, the yes. Supreme Court. Yes. That still doesn't make it right. Yeah, right. You know? Abortion is still exactly, legal. Exactly yeah. right. Just, and, and so I think the church just has to stand up because we're entering into a time um, where, I mean, look at this, the sound truths of human biology, period. Just think just the biology of it all has been turned into this bizarre sideshow mm-hmm. uh, that we call gender identities. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about that for just a minute. And, and there's no basis or fact uh, or, or reality. What we have is, in the beginning, he created the male and female and called them human. Genesis chapter 5, verse 2. And, and when we start backing away from that, again, I think that's when we start allowing... Uh, an antichrist spirit, mm-hmm. not the antichrist, but an antichrist spirit to then sneak in and begin to nibble away at what we've just held uh, 
dear, which is the Word of God and, and what the, the Word tells us to do. So um, it, it's crazy how it's how far it has gotten. And I think, again, we have to just, we kind of got to take the blame for it because we've kind of stayed quiet and didn't really didn't really stand up against it like I feel like we should have. And I'm not saying go out and yell and scream and hate. I'm just saying be active. Be active in in promoting what you believe, promoting yeah. what your biblical worldview is. Mm-hmm. That's another thing, though, that's frustrating when you think about voicing your opinion or your beliefs and how it's okay for one side to celebrate it, but it's not okay for the other. Right. You know, and where, you know, I celebrate the Bible and and Christ and what he means to me and what he's done for me in my life. And, yeah, that may be contrary to what you think, feel, believe. But why am I not allowed to celebrate that when you're allowed to celebrate something that I don't necessarily agree with? Yeah, well, because it's... It's the double standard. it, It is. And it's because one worldview has to win. Yeah. There is no neutrality. Secularism is a religion. Like you, you said, PT, gay Christianity, like uh, progressive Christianity, that is its own religion. Somebody's worldview is going to trump everybody else's because all worldviews are opposed to each other at different points. Mm-hmm. There's always going to be that friction there. And so to believe in the lie that you cannot voice your opinion about your Christian convictions because you would be judgmental or silencing to somebody else's worldview in the process, your worldview is being trampled on. Mm-hmm. Like to promote your own worldview is not a bad thing. And we're commanded to do that in scripture mm-hmm. because we believe that it is the one and only truth. Well, and I think too, some people just are not perseverant enough, right? I mean, that they begin to either say or just think about saying something about a biblical worldview and just the thought of some kind of suffering or the thought of some kind of a blowback keeps them from really moving forward. When again, if you if you have a biblical worldview, that same Bible tells us that, hey, we're going to suffer. Mm-hmm. We're going to suffer for the cause of Christ. Everything's not going to be easy to do. Um, and some things are you're just going to have to fight for. Some of the things you're going to have to push for. Uh, and 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 I, I hope I'm not getting ahead of myself here, but uh, I'll just throw it out there now, and that is that it, it has to start at home. I mean, I know that the church has a responsibility, but but parents um, that that are a- allowing their children to grow up and and be informed by society, culture, media, whatever. I mean, that is just a huge, huge mistake. You know, to the parent that says, I'm going to let little Johnny figure it out for himself. Um, man, I, f- I feel sorry for little Johnny, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, because there's, he's going to be tossed on every wind of doctrine. And, mm. and whether that's a, a, a Christian doctrine or whether that's a worldly doctrine. Mm. And I think some parents need to need to start understanding that you have a responsibility to train up a child in the way that they should go. Now, we've always, I think we've always understood that to mean, obviously, the ways of God, you know, the ways of belief in Jehovah, the creator of the universe. But even in this issue of homosexuality or gender gender identity, parents have a responsibility to raise their child, right, in the fear and the admonition of the Lord, raise their child, instruction from the word, and, and not 
you know, it's the parents supposed to be raising the child, but now we have children that seem to be yeah. informing parents mm. about about what they want to do. I mean, again, I, the 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 five year old in California who no longer wants to be identified as a, a girl, she wants to be identified as as a they. Five years old, where's she hearing that from? Yeah. You know. It's not. She's not hearing from church. I hope. I, I mean, hope. at certain churches, uh, maybe, uh, but I, I hope. Uh, yeah. But you know, that's that's got to be that, that's got to be coming from a different source, and, and and I don't know that particular situation, but man, I cannot help but believe that some parents have dropped the ball mm-hmm. you know, on on allowing their children to be informed by the world rather than be informed by a biblical worldview. Yeah. Yeah. So how would you counsel someone struggling with same-sex attraction as a Christian? Well, real quickly, Allison. Real quickly. I would uh, make sure that they talk to a pastor Mm -hmm. or a trusted Christ follower. Uh, I would speak to the fact that that we all fight sin. And and if a a young person is feeling that, uh, that's a sin and we all fight that and we got to help them understand that we're all in that boat together. Mm -hmm. I would encourage them to guard themselves against the places and the people that promote that feeling. Yeah. Uh, I would dialogue with that person, like I said earlier, to discover what is your worldview. If it's a biblical worldview, then what do you think God has to say about that? Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's 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 a few steps that I would start with is to make sure that they get some good godly counsel. Uh, it's it's a little disappointing nowadays, and I'm not against counseling. Matter of fact, I'm going to be on a another podcast tomorrow. Um, yeah, boom, boom, boom. Um, <laughs> about counseling and how important it is. I'm, I'm for counseling. I believe that that it's good, but without a spiritual vein hmm. in that counseling, I don't think you're doing doing anybody any favor. So, you know, I, I would find out what their biblical worldview is, or, or what their worldview is. Hopefully, it's a biblical worldview, and then I would just lead them to the conversation of what do you think God has to say about it. And then uh, encourage them to stay away from the people and the places uh, where that environment seems to exist. Yeah. Also to be the community that they need, Um, because um, I think one of the biggest things that the LGBTQ community has done right is to lavish so much love and acceptance on the people within it that they are, feel like they're are they're welcome. It, yeah, they're, exactly. Yeah. You know, and they've done a better job than the church has of making a community, making yeah. a community, yeah. discipleship, yeah. accountability, friendship, and Love. just loving them. Yeah. You know, not leaving them in their sin, uh, helping, partnering alongside them in the fight against sin, against right. your own flesh, because right. we all sin and we all fall short of the glory of God, and we need one another to spur each other up to further holiness and. Um, especially to people struggling with same-sex attraction. Um, So how should Christians live in a world that is so diametrically opposed to the biblical worldview of anything really, but especially of sexuality? Well, like any other sin listed in the Bible, we we should live opposed to sin, period, you know? And how do we live in this world that's opposed to that biblical view is that we, we cannot allow ourselves to be pressured into changing what we believe, as long as that belief is based on a biblical worldview. And and Tyler said it a while ago. I mean, as much as we back off saying anything, then then we our worldview is being silenced. If we're, you know, if if, if we can't say certain things without being labeled a bigot or somebody that's prejudiced or whatever, 
you know, hey, the same thing goes back the other way. We we have a biblical worldview. We have a right, according to the Constitution, uh, to live our lives that way. Mm-hmm. And and but yet we continually seem to back off. So it's not just uh, the sinful view of sexuality that we should be diametrically opposed to. We we should live diametrically opposed to any sin that's listed in the Bible. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, how do we do it? Well, you, you better know how to fight. And when I say yeah. fight, I'm not talking violence. I'm not, I'm saying you better inform yourself by the word of God on, on how to dialogue with someone mm-hmm. that's going to be opposed to you. And, yeah. the, and, and it's there already. It's there. It happens. So stand strong, prepare for the battle and, and know that you're going to be persecuted. And in all of that, do it in love. Yeah, and count it all joy. Yeah, absolutely. When you fall in those those different types of uh, trials or temptations, depending on what trans- translation that you uh, you read, you 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 need to realize it's coming, but that the trying of your faith is going to bring some uh, perseverance. And when perseverance has finished its its course in your life, you become a better person. Yeah. And uh, you know, I think that that we can all stand to do that a little bit more. Yeah. So to close us out. Why is the biblical worldview, in terms of sexuality specifically, a better alternative to a secular one? Well, I think that we we obviously look toward the reward of a biblical worldview. Mm, that's that's, true. that's one. Very true. I mean that that um, I have said throughout my ministry, and even since I've been a Christian, uh, that if there was no promise of heaven. Mm-hmm. I would live the life I'm living right now because it's a better life. You know, it's a clean life. I treat people nice. I love people. I've been married 43 years. I have wonderful children. I, if, if there was no promise of heaven, I would live the life I'm living now. But the, the good thing is there is a promise of heaven that that if I can live it right, have that biblical worldview, do the best I can to, to, to serve the Lord, to know him and to make him known, then there's that promise of heaven. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the secular view of sexuality is a perverted version of what God created it to be. You know, why is the biblical worldview a better alternative to the secular one? Because the secular one is a counterfeit. Hmm. Yes. It's a counterfeit. Yes. It's not the real Very McCoy. true. Very good. And so we have to realize God created this sexuality as a good thing. Mm-hmm. The world has perverted it because what God creates, Satan perverts. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can see that all through history. Yeah. And, and because God created sexuality to be a good thing, done his way, the fulfillment of our sexuality, according to God's plan, is much greater than the one that the world has. I, I cannot tell you the number of people that I've had to counsel with over the years. And, and one of the biggest problems that they run into is that they have been looking for love in all the wrong places, mm-hmm. in the words of the great songwriter, whoever wrote that. But uh, and, and people who have attached value to their sexuality have let that lead them to places that God never has intended for them to be. Mm-hmm. Again, satisfying a good thing in a wrong way. Yeah. And that's what they do. And, and so I, I know you're getting ready to close this out, but let me say again, this is, this is the issues of life through a biblical perspective, a biblical worldview. We're not haters. We don't hate anybody. Uh, I want our church to be full of, of all kinds of people because I think we all need what God wants us to have. We all need to hear what God wants us to hear. Um, but we still have to call sin, sin. Mm-hmm. Uh, we would like to candy coat it. We'd like to try to make it easier to swallow but you, but the simple fact is sin is sin regardless of what whether it's homosexuality 
or whether it's gluttony, mm-hmm. whether it's lying, cheating, adultery, whatever it is, sin is sin. Yeah. And so we have to call that that what it is. And so I, I just want everybody to know that we, we love everybody. We embrace all people. Um, but we're going to call sin, sin. Yeah. Um, I've quoted this book before in the podcast, but um, Love Thy Body by Nancy Piercy is a wonderful resource on um, the theology of the body. Um, and she talks about in her book how the idea of um, any issue um, really in our in our culture, sexuality, gender identity, abortion, um, hookup culture, anything like that, stems from a worldview that separates the mind and the body. Mm-hmm. If I oh, yeah. feel something, if I think something, and my body says something different, then my feelings must be what's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so the reason why the biblical worldview is better is because we have a good God who created us for a good purpose, who has a good plan for us, who created our bodies and our minds to live in harmony. Mm-hmm. We submit our feelings to the creation of God because ultimately whenever somebody um, practices homosexuality or believes they are a different gender, they're saying that their body and their creation is lying to right. them. Is wrong. Yeah. Is wrong. Right. And that... Can you sense that conflict yeah. Yeah. within a person? That's, that's why I said they they ignore biology to accept psychology. Exactly. You know, it's it's not about the reality of who I am. It's about the comfort of who I want to be. Yes, but the biblical worldview says that we are made in the image of God right. Right. and that he has purpose for us and that we can live in harmony with our mind and our body to his glory. Joe Dallas wrote a book called The Gay Gospel, and uh, I've read it more than just a couple times. But just on what you said, he said the bottom line issue is it's a contest between comfort and truth. Comfort and truth. Mm -hmm. What I want is comfort. I could either believe what made me comfortable or I could believe what I knew to be true. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and, and the truth is, according to the the biblical worldview that we have, the truth is the Word of God. That's the absolute truth. And that's that's what I pray and have been praying all day has informed the answers that you've heard today on this podcast. Yeah, very good, very good. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us thank you, this week. <laughs> thank you, PT. Thank you, Tyler. Um, I hope that it, this conversation was fruitful for you, that we equipped you to know what you believe, practice what you believe, and just, you know... Pass on what you pass believe. Pass on what you believe, yes, <laughs> exactly. So if you'd like to hear more about this um, discussion, PT, as you mentioned, has is doing a series right now on sexuality um, on Wednesday nights. Wednesday nights at 7. Tri-State Worship Center Facebook right. page. So also TSWC and, Facebook page. And TSWC.org. Yes. And on, our, on our website. So, if you don't have Facebook. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Or come visit us here. That's very true. 901 Solid Road, South Point, Ohio, yeah. 45680. So uh, just know your Bible, love your Bible to the glory of God, guys. Amen. Amen. Um, Hope you guys have a good week and we will see you next time. See you.